Welcome to yet another installment of the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. We win every day. That's the motto. I believe this is episode five. Five is a strong number, and it's our most significant pod of this season. And really the most important because until we hit January, this is it. It's ACC Big Ten Challenge Week. Vegas Mike has decided to bail. He claims he's sick, which is ludicrous. But the rest of us are here. I'm Luke Neer, your host. Guthrie Alexander is actually to my immediate left this time. And to his left is Taylor Pilkington. Good evening, gentlemen. And I, I can't tell you how much I, I love this music. Maybe we should just run this in, in the background the entire pod. Yeah, we should. Keep, keep, it, keep it on loop. Let's loop it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to extend the bump, but uh, good evening. How are your Thanksgiving weekends? The bump. That's some insider language right there. Love it. It can come. I had a great also. Thanksgiving. It was it was fantastic. Well, okay. Thank that, you for asking. We're not going to talk about what we ate because there's nothing that annoys me more. Well, actually, fantasy football war stories has to be number one on the list, but number two is what I'm eating for Thanksgiving. You know, what Aunt Sally's making. She makes the best green bean casserole. I, I mean, come on. I don't care about that. So that's my second biggest pet peeve. So we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk okay. about basketball. S- what's the difference between stuffing versus dressing? Yeah. Because everyone brags about their family has the best special turkey recipe. We know it. Turkey kind of all tastes the same, doesn't it? Uh, I'm not so sure. Have you, you? You haven't had turkey prepared by some of my family members. Could you pick? Cor- <laughs> could you pick corn pudding out of a lineup? Yes, okay, I fine. love corn right, pudding. Enough of this. <laughs> corn pudding is maybe the highlight of Thanksgiving for me. So Mike is mm. Vegas. Mike is sick, and heading into the year. So this is his first absence. Guthrie has an absence, which was unexcused. I guess we'll excuse Mike's absence. But heading into the year, if you had given me odds on who would be the first sick degenerate to bail on a podcast, I would have said Guthrie was minus 3,000. Yeah, that, that's, that seems about right. But yeah. you've, defied, you've defied the odds. Yeah, I mean, I think actually my absence was legitimate. I will, I will put that on the record. I had, I had a lot of Listen, school, if you're, school if work. If you're tendering and, and doting, that doesn't count. Tinder dates and Dota don't, work. Don't, don't count as Tinder is absence. great. Tinder School is a work. <laughs> Tinder, I accept Tinder as an excused absence. Yeah. That that might have been sprinkled in there. All right. Let's go to the agenda. We have one item on the agenda, Taylor, and it is to preview the ACC Big Ten Challenge. That is all we have to do. That's our one item. The and- challenge! As we're previewing, this is what we're going to do. We're going to reflect on the tropical tournaments. We're going to reflect on Maui. We're going to reflect on the battle for Atlantis because plenty of ACC and Big Ten teams were involved. So that's how we're going to lay it out. Nice and simple today. To start off, just real quick on last week, I want to, I want to talk about a few things. I'm going, to go, I'm going to start doing this in our intro. Things I feel very vindicated about. I'll start with these. And then I'm going to go with things I feel very arraigned about in college basketball. Okay, things I feel vindicated about. A rain. Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> I brought up North Carolina. Are you in court? I, yes. I brought up North Carolina and considered them the best team in the in the ACC, which by default, in my opinion, means the best team in the country. Last podcast. I feel very vindicated about that statement. Yeah, they looked good. I think they're the best team. I'm not going to say they are the best team, but I think they're the best team. Thoughts? No, I agree. I mean, I will say... What I said last week, I think right now they're the best team in the ACC. I expect Duke to be the best team once they are fully healthy and put together. Are you sure? That's my expectation. So healthy Each Duke, week that passes, it, my belief in that 
gets shaken a little bit more and more. But uh, okay, uh, let's just go through the positions. Joel Berry, Grayson Allen. Um, the test of all tests. You're in the schoolyard. You're in a pickup game. You're at a basketball court. Who are you taking? Barry. Guthrie? Uh, I would pick Joel Barry. Justin Jackson or... You have to call your own fouls. You have to call your own fouls. It's okay, very yeah. important. Justin Jackson or Luke Kennard? I would pick Luke Kennard there, actually. Yeah, I would too. I would, I would, I would not. Justin Jackson, I know he had a stinker against Wisconsin, but he's been really good in the build-up to that game. All right. I mean, interior Lu- guys. I will say Luke Kennard, I think, is leading Duke in scoring. But yeah, anyway. It's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interior guys. The unknown quantities of Giles and Bolden, who I um, I have my questions about Bolden. I believe in Giles, but I have my questions about Bolden. I believe in Giles despite the knee injuries. Or the two proven commodities, Doey Strength Meeks, and he's actually not that Doey this year. I was considering that watching the. Uh, the Wisconsin game, and also Isaiah Hicks. And not to mention North Carolina's freshmen who never get touted. Mm. I mean, you know Kennedy Meeks would be my first pick in any draft. You see where I'm coming from, though. So I'm trying to... I'm not trying to throw shade on your Duke theory when they're back there, the best team. I just need to see it before I believe it. Is that fair? Yeah. Oh, I, I understand. That's why I'm saying every every week shakes my belief. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one of the things I feel very vindicated about. Other things, Zach Lede's three-point shooting, Taylor, um, his percentage is 11%. I just thought I'd mention that. Louisville <laughs> shooting in general, I feel vindicated about that. I feel vindicated about Creighton and the Kyle Guy experience. I feel very arraigned about number one, NC State, number two, NC State, number three, overzealous Syracuse love, and number four, NC State. All right, I just had to get that off my plate. Are we going to have the Luke Near airing of grievances every week now? <laughs> I thought it was important. We need to save it up for the end of the season. Well, we're not going to talk about Zach Lede because I'm I'm glad you drove a, an hour to get here. All, le- all gonna, day Lede. Yeah. Three-point shooting. I said this last year. He will come back down to earth. It was a complete aberration last year, and now he's shooting 11%. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, let's go to the challenge. What do you say, gentlemen? Let's do it. We're taping this on Monday night. We're starting... We, we started rolling at 9.15 p.m. So mm. ongoing now is uh, the tail end of Florida State and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And Florida State is going to win, it appears, and most likely cover. We'll see. But they're well on their way. And then just tipping off moments ago. And the line ago, for that was? I think it was nine. Yeah. And just moments ago, tip off. tip off between Northwestern and Wake Forest. So we picked these games. I did not get my Florida State pick in in time. I know who I would have selected, but, you know, I'm just going to scratch it off. Yeah, why don't we just leave that off? Because, we'll scratch it. Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. Uh, so you want to talk about Wake Northwestern? I picked, Briefly. I picked Wake. I also I think, picked I think the roundtable picked Wake. Yeah. I'm going with Wake. And yeah. Mike did too. Yeah, I, I really did liked... Too. Even Vegas Mike. I really liked Wake in that, in, that, in that spot. So this is a rare consensus. So That's a warning If sign. we could rewind, <laughs> we might have acted on this with our, our imaginary... No. If it was real, I would have gone an opposite way just oh, really? so we okay. didn't bet on it. Yeah, I don't have much to say about this. I don't think we should say anything about it because we're not watching right now. We're it's actually, happening right now. No. Yeah, yeah, it's not. So let's go to Tuesday's agenda. ACC Big Ten Challenge. And I want to bring this up, okay, before we get into the ins and outs of the matchups. Do you think ESPN is gerrymandering this? How so? 
Do you think ESPN is gerrymandering the ACC Big Ten Challenge? You mean like matching setting, up regionally? Matchups or setting up matchups to make it a close affair? I think so. I think the last two years. That's I don't been think. The case. I don't think it's a problem. Well, there's certain I think teams. It's fine. Certain te- Okay, the best teams should be playing the best teams, right? And we all agree the ACC yeah, is better than the Big Ten. I think the Big East is better than the Big Ten. So does Mike. I speak for Mike. He's not here. Mm. Do you guys like the Big East or do you like the Big Ten? Yeah, I'd go Big East. Big East is is very strong this year. Yeah, especially at the top. So, all right, let's talk about gerrymandering. That's the thing I'd say. Should about Maryland the Big Ten. be playing Pitt? No, they should not be playing Pitt. Why? Why do you think? You think? Take a look at the rankings from last year. That's what I like to base it on. Maryland should not be playing Pitt. Maryland should be playing, I don't know, Syracuse. I think that's actually going to be a good matchup. I don't think Maryland's that good this year. Well, I mean, they're 7-0, and they're at home against Pitt. I think they're going to win the game. I don't know if they're co- they'll cover four, but I think they're going to win, right? Let's uh, start every discussion with a reading of the line. So, Guff, what is the line for Pitt-Maryland? Pitt at Maryland, it's Maryland minus four. Okay, so I would take Pitt plus four there. And I have not been a fan of Pitt this year. Um, I'm taking the Terps minus four. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm also going to take I'm also going to take Maryland. I think, uh, so I watched a bit of the Maryland, who, who, who is it that they were playing? They played Kansas State, Kansas they played State. Richmond. Kansas, this Kansas State game. And that wonky Georgetown game. I've yeah. watched Maryland, tw- I've stumbled into watching Maryland twice this year. It was not planned. Yeah. So that's a disclaimer. I just, you know, in they're the get, they're going to get to the line. They got to make th- free throws. In the Richmond game, they took it to overtime. Uh it looked like Richmond was going to win. They were leading by I don't know, 5 or 6 the majority of the game and then Maryland came back. And it just reinforced for me that team is basically that team is Mellow Trimble. Mm. It's Mellow Trimble and Four stiffs. Well, I got news for you. That might <laughs> I mean, be- that's that's <laughs> an exaggeration. They, you know, they have the other Justin Jackson. Um, they've got some guys out there, but um, that might be enough to beat this pit team. I'm sorry. Right. It might be at home. Well, it's it's yeah. Melo Trimble and four stiffs versus Michael Young, Jamel Artis, you and three stiffs. Let me ask you something. Have so, you, have you been to the Cobcast Center? I, I have. Not. I have. It's a it's a bin of lunatics, but those lunatics are loud and they play well there. I'm taking Maryland, minus four. Enough on that. I don't want to go into the ins and outs of Maryland playing basketball because it's just high ball screens and, and mellow triple. Right? Agreed? Agreed. Georgia Tech, Penn State. We are not going to spend time on this very long at all. Penn State, I believe, are eight-point favorites in this. That might be a little high. That's I don't a lot know. Of points. I don't know if Penn State should be favored by eight points against a Power 5 conference team, even if it's Georgia Tech. I will say... Watching part of the second half of their game against Duke, they proved to be a a decent test. Resilient, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to go away. They're going to scrap. They're mm-hmm. scrappy. It's a scrappy Pitt, Penn State team. Eight points? Yeah, that's that's what we have. The, that's way too many. Yeah. I, I'll take Georgia Tech with the points. I agree. I'm taking Georgia way Tech Way too as well. many. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that Penn State is bad. Um, I think these kind of set up, in a way... It's gonna. I think it's gonna be a great 
a great game. I think they both play a little quicker on offense. They draw possessions out on defense. Both teams have a little better uh, defense than they do offense. Um, and let me say this. Josh Okogi. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I mean, and I know they're not playing anybody, but he's filling up the stat sheet. Right? It's a good so, sign. Okay. I just think Georgia Tech's weakness on defense is that they allow people to rebound the ball, get offensive rebounds, and Penn State does not do a good job getting offensive rebounds. They don't get to the line. Their effective field what's goal their percentage re- What's their rebound percentage? Uh, their offensive rebound percentage? 26.1. Sure. What about their defensive? 30.2. This is stimulating radio. And, I'm and, podcasting, <laughs> but... Um, Georgia Tech uh, off, uh, rebounds you know, offensively as about the 50th best team in the nation. I think they're going to get some second looks against us. I think yeah, eight I like points it. is too many. Yeah. Wait, we are really agreeing today. I'm actually going to take Penn State. Okay. All right. I actually, I think they are going to do pretty decently in the Big Ten this year. Maybe that's more an indication of where the Big Ten is overall, but I really like Tony Carr. I really like Lamar Stevens. I, th- I think there's not enough to deal with the stiff Penn State defense from Georgia Tech. I will remind you, this is a team who had a scare from Grand Canyon, and that's enough of the topic. <laughs> I think Ben Lammers is going to clean up in this game. Look for Ben Lammers to have a huge game, just dominate the glass, dominate down low. Ben Lammers. Fair enough. Let's go to the next matchup. It's a 7.30 tip-off on Tuesday between number 22 Syracuse and number 17 Wisconsin. Syracuse, a very disappointing effort in their first contest away from home because Beheim loves to keep his lads in the Carrier Dome uh, pretty much until he has to put them in another arena, which is either the challenge or when ACC play begins. So that's just how he rolls. But uh, they were exposed a little bit on the road. I got sucked in. I still like this team. But I, I think South Carolina is just a good team. That might be half of the half the equation. Somehow, yeah. South Carolina is always kind of this game. last couple of years sneakily, sneaky good, especially at the beginning of the season. Well, well, last year they had like one of the worst strength of schedules in the country. They they didn't play anyone. They beat who did they they beat uh, uh, Clemson. Clemson, yeah, Clemson, who dropped out of the top forty Ken Palm. So they had no top forty Ken Palm out of conference mm. wins. Last year, and they started what fourteen zero, fifteen zero. South Carolina is. What's the spread we're working for yeah. for this game? Uh, I I think it's a different story this year. Sorry, spread spread for this game: Wisconsin minus five and a half. This game is at the Kohl Center. the The fact that it's in Wisconsin makes me nervous. I mean, that's a six point swing right there. Oh, but I want to take right. Syracuse so badly. Listen here, I'm taking Syracuse. You're not going to hear this from the Midwest. People like your Goodmans of the world. That's a whole number, another subject. But um, I don't know about this Wisconsin team. They have some question marks. They got blown. Their gates got blown off by North Carolina, which is understandable because North Carolina, I think, is the best team. Completely different team than Syracuse. Just different style of play, different everything. Well, uh, just bear with me, okay? Okay. Uh, that wasn't just one statement. This is a. Uh, Creighton also crushed them, but I love Creighton. They they might be my favorite team in the country right now. And, you know, yeah, they great. You beat Georgetown in a tropical tournament. So you got to show me something more. I don't know about this team. Koenig is their leading scorer. I wish he was not their leading scorer. If that makes any sense. Do yeah. you understand that statement? Mm. I wish he wasn't. 
I wish it wasn't Nigel, but I don't know. Nigel hasn't got going yet. I like Syracuse in this one with the points. I think Wisconsin might take it home because it's at the Kohl Center. If it makes but, sense, all the Wisconsin players, I would prefer, if I were a Wisconsin fan, to be my second leading scorer. They all seem to be guys who need someone you know, as the focal point of the offense. Secondly. And, and they're yeah. complimentary. Secondly, Syracuse is going to be awake for this game. They just got destroyed by South Carolina. They're going to be awake. They're going to be ready. And, yeah, I, I like I like Q's here. I'm, I'm not giving up on them. Yeah, I... Um, it's one game of the non-conference. Oh, man, this, this is actually tough to pick. I think, I think I'm going to go with Wisconsin simply because... I don't. I don't really see Syracuse being able to figure out the defense. I think they struggled against South Carolina, and I don't think they they can knock down enough shots. Counterpoint: I think Syracuse plays enough hero ball to overcome some stiff defenses. Mm. Taylor, who are you taking? I think uh, for me, this all comes down to how Wisconsin scores against the Syracuse zone defense. And Wisconsin's rebounding, offensive rebounding, is sec- seventh best rate in the nation right now. But that is really the high point of their offense. That's why it's so efficient. Um, they're shooting, you know, getting inside and shooting well. But their three-point shooting is atrocious. Mm. And they are shooting a pretty high percentage of their shots as three-pointers. They're taking a lot of three-point attempts. And Syracuse is both amazing at limiting three-point attempts and at keeping teams to a low percentage. Uh, so it's, for me, it's does that offensive rebounding, which Syracuse, because of the zone, has trouble with, does that offensive rebounding, those second chances, getting inside, outweigh the fact that I don't think they're going to score from the perimeter. Okay. Yeah, so do you, uh, think, do you think Wisconsin's just going to settle for a lot of outside right. shots? Right. Can Syracuse force them to settle? Yeah. Can Syracuse force them? Those possessions where they just whip it around the perimeter, don't get in, inside. I'll take Wisconsin. All right, you two are against Jaffe and I in this one. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. So we're split. Mike likes Syracuse. I like Syracuse. You two like Wisconsin. Five and a half. All right. And uh, Georgia Tech, just to recap, Jaffe takes GT and he takes Pitt as well because he loves Pitt. Yeah, he does love Pitt. He loves them. Did the three of us pick Maryland? Am I remembering? I picked Pitt. You picked Pitt. We took Maryland. Guthrie and I did. Yep. Okay. uh, So we've we've got some split decisions already in the challenge. I like it though. Let's get a majority decision. What do you say, guys? It's not going to come in this game. It'll come in the next 9 p.m. game, but we'll start with NC State and Illinois. The Pack are two-point road favorites. Um, I'll start with this one because I'm the NC State sympathist this year, which was a terrible corner and angle to take in the preseason, but it was in the preseason. I hadn't watched them play yet. If I'd watched their first game of the season, I would have completely annulled everything I said about the Pack. I should have annulled it once Gottfried ran on into their midnight madness um, with boxing gloves and, and a robe. That's, you can't get that, over that. That should have been See, the that's, sign. that's a plus for me. I love that. <laughs> Let me talk about <laughs> NC State for a minute, okay? I'm still mad at myself for falling into this trap. Somebody even called me out on it on a message board this week. Um, that's the only damper on my incredible week. They got shellacked by Creighton, and I mean they get their pants pulled down in paradise by the Blue Jays. So I'm going to continue to live in regret over this. NC State, the NC State faithful is always going to be high on their team. And they're pretty much John Bon Jovi right now um, for year at seven. That's that's what they're doing right now. They're living on that prayer. And he's going to have to be a defensive player. Mm. I don't know if he's a defensive you player. You wrote that one. Is, is he? 
Do we Is know? He? No, I mean. We don't know anything about him, except he scored 92 points against a P-Wade JV team. I can totally see Europe. him being the guy who plays bad defense but gets six blocks a game. Mm-hmm. You know, if that makes I felt like yeah. that was an important game. That told a lot. A, that Creighton is incredible. Mike and I saw it coming. Guthrie, Guthrie, are you going to get on this Creighton thing? Because you said you didn't care about Creighton or NC State last week. You said you didn't care yeah, about I was, either I was of the a, teams. I was in a bad mood. Okay. Well, they're a top 10 team, and now they're number 10 in the country, and yeah. they're even better than I need, that. I need, to, I need to tune in. They're better than Xavier. They're better than whoever's number nine. And anyway, yeah. So, um, and Jay Williams even said that. I think he listens to the podcast. He said Creighton's a team that could win the title. Anyway, that's uh, that's an aside. I could talk about the Blue Jays forever, but let's get back to NC State. They can score. They cannot defend anybody. They are a sieve. Taylor, have you watched them? Guthrie, what's the line? Yeah, I have. The line is NC State is a two-point favorite. You know, you, I am still on the NC State bandwagon <laughs> with no reason other than uh, for some reason I'm just a fan. I enjoy watching them. Um, I think the key is going to be what you get out of Abu. That's huge mm. for them. Um, he's become the force. I mean, of course, Dennis Smith Jr. is is their most talented player. He's going to... I expect him as the season goes on. You would hope that he will start to um, progress. Defend. That would be nice. Yeah. I'd appreciate that. And I think that some, some of that is also just, you know, they... It's there early in the season, and um, I know you have strong feelings about uh, BJ. Do, well, are you going to bring him getting, into this? Getting the whole team to I hope it's trust Mark Godfrey. Um, I mean, but I, 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 can, I don't trust a guy who comes out in a robe and boxing gloves during Midnight <laughs> Madness. So why would I? If I'm a player, I'd be thinking, what What have I done signing my letter of intent to this place? I mean, the fans are great. They seem excited and irrational. Okay, so... My dream of the Big Ten Challenge, Big Ten ACC Challenge, is for Indiana to play NC State at some point when they are level as far as talent and capability, which could have been about three years ago, right? Three, four years ago? Yeah. Would have been perfect. The the bar graphs. The irrational fan base The line graphs are going in different directions right now. <laughs> no, no, but the, the fan bases are equally irrational. Every year they think their team is going to be a title contender for Indiana just because of the history and Assembly Hall and Bob Knight for NC State just because they're in a triangle with with North Carolina and Duke. I think that'd be a great ACC Big Ten challenge. Haven't you even seen that Jimmy for B, 30 for 30? How can you say that they're not? Okay, yeah. All right. Talk about somebody who carried so, on a okay, I so, love watching NC State play, and if um, – do, do you like sloppy basketball? Yeah. Okay. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of fun. And uh, especially when they push the tempo and they – play fast really enjoy it just fun for me to watch uh you you watched you watched some games this this year <laughs> where they they beat loyola, loyola chicago by two points i'm taking them even giving two points in this game well let's go we'll vegas mike is taking illinois guthrie i am taking nc state i think illinois is a dumpster fire i think this might be john gross's last year i i think that this is going to be a relatively comfortable win for Bring NC back State. the pearl. That's all I got to say. Okay, finally, NC State, my pick after all that negative lotto talk that I just pushed forward. I don't think that they're... I'm taking NC State. I don't think the <laughs> Illinois... Taking, you don't I don't mind. think the Illinois offense can take team, advantage of NC State This team does State nothing defense. but win games by a bucket. So if they win every game by a bucket against bad teams... Easy cover. 
they're at least going to cover and maybe they'll win with with a three-point lead, right? So it's at least a chop and there's a chance for a win, right? With a three. That's my logic. They're also, I think this team is a luck box team. So I'm going with NC State minus two on the road at, like Guthrie said, a dumpster fire of an Illini team. That was maybe the worst analysis we've ever had. It was all centered around boxing gloves and a robe, which to be fair, I mean, for me, that's amazing. I don't think it takes that long to break down (laughs) NC State. Do you want me to break down NC State? It won't take long. I feel like we've done it. Let's move on. Okay, fine. I mean, if you want to break them down defensively... You might Some, need, you somehow might. T- through all that we agreed that we both take them in this game. So, all right, this is where we should have a consensus, but we don't because uh, God bless him, Mike Jaffe oh my is God, on is he, on the Iowa angle. Iowa and Notre Dame, Irish are ten point favorites in South Bend. This is a no brainer. I mean, this is a no brainer, guys. Yeah, Notre Dame is going to win. They're going to cover the. They're gonna, I mean, Iowa is a really bad team. They're they're a cellar dweller this year. In but the Peter Ten. Jock, man, ten points is a lot. I mean, Virginia won by what, thirty four, right? Thirty. It's a very different team than Notre Dame. Different style. Listen, Memphis cleaned up Iowa pretty good, and that's a Memphis team that's in year one of Tubby, and he doesn't have his guys. He has Josh's sloppy leftovers, so. I'm taking Notre Dame. Let's go around the table. Notre Dame. Iowa has one of the worst, Easy. Yeah, got three the worst three-point Logical. defenses in the country. Notre Dame is actually not terrible at shooting threes. <laughs> actually, they are pretty yeah. decent. So it, it's in South Bend. I think they Iowa... Well there. They play well there. It's. I mean, I, I understand it's nine and a half points. It's nine and a half now. It's nine. Uh, that's, well, that that's, half point is everything to me. Hey, it can make a difference. No, I agree. I'm not. I, I, I don't think this is going to be close. Who has a more impressive line since you mentioned Peter Jacques? 25, 5, and 2. I'm rounding up. Or 17, 10, and 2. 17, 10, and 2. That's Bonzi Colson. Love Bonzi Colson. Bonzi Colson. I mean, I'm taking Notre Dame in this game, if only because I think they're going to run him out of the gen. Iowa can't defend them. Uh, Iowa's going to get their points against Notre Dame, but they can't keep up. I just can't. I'm imagining what Mike's thinking right now when he's especially in South Bend. I mean, that is a lot of points to give up, and I would do this. I mean, I would not feel super confident watching this game. You know, with a minute left, Notre Dame's up eight or something like that, Mm -hmm. and running the clock out or stalling, and Iowa doesn't foul. Yeah, we know it's going to happen in this game. Mike's the only one holding us back from consensus because of his irrational love for Peter Jacques. And, but I, I really do think he believes in Iowa. I think he still believes in Iowa. Can I, you- like, I like Fran McCaffrey. I think, I think he's a good coach. And, you know, have you seen, have you seen that, that, that diagram of the, the, what, the five states of Fran's anger where he goes from, like, calm to meltdown in five stages? No, I haven't seen. Okay, I'm on it's, yeah. It's pretty, Nine thirty, Michigan. I'm on State. stage two denial. Is that stage one actually? Okay. Nine thirty, Michigan State at number five, Duke. This might be an even easier game to pick. Duke is only ten and a half point favorites here. I expected them to be thirteen, given the Ken Palm projection, but I think it's at about ten, ten and ten and a half right now. I think Mike. Maybe I misread. Um, 
Yeah, Mike Mike uh, texted nine and a half. We could. I'm gonna look at it right now. Let's book a flight right now. Okay. <laughs> that's what I say. Let's book a flight yeah, west with that. Right. Okay. Now. Ten and a half. Ten and a half that's, is what I'm saying. That's ludicrous. This Michigan State team is terrible. They're terrible now. They might get decent by March. When, once Schilling comes back, I think they'll be okay. Listen, Especially there's in the so Big much 10. irrational Michigan State love out there. I'm I'm really tired of it. And when they come out and give an atrocious product on the court and their holiday jams, yeah, they're playing good teams. But when they just get lit up by Kentucky and they, I don't know, have a clock malfunction home cooking win over Florida Gulf Coast. Oh, yeah. And they get drubbed by Baylor. And we're all saying, don't worry, it'll all be fine. This is Michigan State and the non-conference, everybody. I, I don't think so. I don't think this team gets a pass. Taylor. I, I would take Duke in this game. I agree with you. I think Michigan State is not very good right now. Um, but I also, Another point. I, I also, okay. I totally buy into like the Tom Izzo hype in that I said this early on in the season. They always get better as the season goes on. They're the opposite of Duke in that Duke is always, or I feel generally very, very well prepared, plays neutral road games, you know, at the beginning of the year and neutral site road games and wins. Syracuse is the polar opposite of Michigan State. Okay. Yeah. Well, then Michigan State, Tom is, I mean, he even gave that press conference where he said, I apologize. I shouldn't have scheduled this. That's all part of his thing, his mystique. I'll tell you you what, you know, two months from now, they're going to be like, oh, they're going to use that. I can totally see them. Being underseed in the tournament and making a run, and you know, you know every, it's going to fuel into the wow. Tom Izzo and March thing. Never heard that. I've never I heard buy that into it before. I buy it into really the worked last AM year. Radio it thing. really worked last year when they got slapped by Middle Tennessee in the round. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that felt Mr. March, pretty, Mr. March last pretty year, pretty great to watch. Yeah, not going to lie. Well, you're a homer, but a resident homer. So what about I'm the sure year? Did, what did year you they not enjoy UVA? that? Like I did because I, of, I did because of the Michigan State nonsense love fest that happens every year. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. If there's it a for, love fest, I understand. For various North, reasons. Listen, I understand North Carolina and Duke love fest because those teams win titles. And Michigan State's won one title. And they've gone to Final Fours, but they've been shellacked in Final Fours. I want to remind everybody of that. Okay? That's all I'm saying. So. I think there, sa- there's something the to it. Okay, for the teams there's something to A few it. things about this game. Uh, so the freshmen, obviously, are still, they're not going to play. They're still, they're still out. Grayson Allen's questionable, right? That's right. Who cares? That might be we addition the, by subtraction. It actually might be. I don't think he's their best player. Their rotation right is now. their rotation is so thin though right now that it Yeah. It's, I mean, so is they're Michigan playing Michigan State. Here they're we playing go seven guys. Yeah. Shishesky mouthpiece over here. <laughs> Our guys. Courageous. <laughs> Our guys just uh, you we, don't like you don't like anybody five in this We've got I, five and a quarter player. I can't there, admire, just, admire uh, any coach, Izzo or Shishesky or anybody without you. Just being upset about it. Okay, I'm you just know, trying to. I'm trying to be the voice of reason here, but I still. I'm still taking. Duke okay, here. they're not. They're not. Ten and a half points. I am going to take Michigan State. Who's going to guard Miles Bridges? No one. Like you were talking about how Emil Jefferson. Jefferson is so overrated. No, he's a, which I as a rim protector. As a rim protector. Okay. Yeah. I don't I mean, think great. Great. He he scores. You know he scores his points. Yeah. He gets his rebounds, but I'm saying is a rim protector. Well, And a defender, and an overall defender. I mean, just think about this right now. Duke is, on Ken Palm, Duke is the 17th ranked defensive efficiency team in the nation, and that's with Emile Jefferson as your only interior defender. And, I mean, Chase Jeter. 
Look, Chase Jeter. Help. They played one and a half real games. Poor one out for Chase Jeter over here. Uh, yeah, I was about to say it does they, help when you play Appalachian State. Okay, I'm Grand just saying Canyon, Grand Canyon. That is that's factored into in Ken Duke's Palm schedule. system. We'll have them on again. They are 17th <laughs> the nation defense efficiency. With that, I, I do mean, want, do you want to do an over under bet right now of, of whether Duke becomes a worse defensive efficiency team than number 17 in the country or a better? Because I'll do it with you right now. Well, of, of course they're going to get worse. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying wager. They are a. So you're saying let's gonna, not act like they can't play defense. You're saying they're going to fall down. I think the they're rankings, playing though, right? good, good defense. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's but I, th- all, that's I think I they at. are playing. They're not as bad defense as you might associate them playing historically. Well, in the I, past I don't few care. Years. Michigan State can't do anything, and they can't. They're are they like last in the country in in turnover ratio? I yeah, they're they actually be. they're really terrible. They, they might really be last terrible. in the country. <laughs> they're it's, turning the ball over. Pretty at remarkable. All, one of the worst rates in the country. It's, right. Yeah. Almost three hundred. And do you think that's going to sit well in, in, in Cameron? Cam- I mean, all right. I'm taking Duke. Guthrie takes Michigan State. Taylor. Duke. All right. Enough said. And Jaffe takes Duke. So that's a three to one. So we've had. Have we had any consensus picks by the DGens? Just Wake, but that we're, you know, that that game's going on right now. So, it, yeah. So, so far, not it doesn't really. Doesn't even matter. So I basically had to use my veto after the last time we uh, consensus Duke. I'm sure that's still fresh in your memory. Well, you were all in when we taped. Well, no, I had reservations. No, no, you you were pushing. We've got the tape. Uh, yeah, yeah, we should we should play it. I definitely had reservations about about a few things regarding Duke. I still have reservations about Duke. All right, but, that's enough. Anyway, for, that's anyway. Tuesday. That's a wrap on Tuesday. Let's go to Wednesday. Virginia Tech in that second half against Texas A&M. Now you can say what you want. It's a non-conference game. Oh Tech. Oh Zach. They just got a little. Got a little too, I don't know, comfortable. I thought that was a bad sign. I talked to a, uh, one of 20 Virginia Tech fans about that game earlier today, who's a beat reporter in Blacksburg, and he said he did not like those signs either. Just throwing it out there. They are at Michigan. What's Ken Palm's projected margin? Uh, so our line for that game is Michigan minus five. That might be a little bit too much, though. Yeah. Especially after Michigan's last showing. They're pretty evenly matched. I mean, uh, I think the home court advantage is going to play a lot into that. Um, it's Michigan's defense is, is better than Virginia's well, Hold on defense. now. Well, hold on now. Let's think about this. Who's Michigan's loss this year? South Carolina. Who's a good team? They beat SMU, who you guys like, right? A they, little bit. Yeah, they smacked us. A little bit. They're at home. Are we really buying Virginia Tech stock? I mean, that's it's a preseason narrative, but that's just mainly because of their coach. And they brought all the same players back, but unless those players make significant strides, I don't see them finishing higher than seventh, right? They had a cake schedule in the ACC. I feel like they're. I feel like they finished seventh because they had a good schedule last year. Bottom line, I don't think it happens this year. You know what? I'm going with Michigan out of that logic. And I also watched what happened against Texas A&M. 
And I don't think that's a good sign. Discuss. I'm going to take Virginia Tech here. Okay. I think getting five points, it's it's slightly too many. This is a stay away, though. I think this is... It's a tough game to a pick. Quintessential yeah. stay game away. Pick. Yeah. I think I think that's fair. But we have to do it. I mean, we're, we're keeping track of, of our picks this year. 7-15, Purdue and Louisville. Probably... I don't, I don't want to say anything yet. I want to hear from you two first. Lead. So, actually, um, I'm actually I'm also going to take Virginia Tech in, in that game. Um, so, that's three of us on Virginia Tech. That's okay. I'll, I'll live on the lonely Michigan Island. Yeah. No, that's... I, I mean, I, I like you said, I think it's a hard game to pick. Uh, it's... You know, the, the defense, the three-point defense for Michigan is not outstanding. And Virginia Tech has been shooting pretty decently from three, even though Lede has not. They have some they have some good shooters. And they're getting most of their Get three, points from three-point range. Or they're getting have, a higher percentage of their do points. Do you have VT stats pulled average. up right now? I do. Ahmed Hill, man. Can you remind us what Zach Lede's three-point shooting percentage is right now? It's currently 11%. Thank you. Currently 11%. He has only shot nine nine threes so far, though. That's so enough. that's enough. It's statistically, is relevant. that enough? I was gonna say, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really liked. I watched the New Mexico game, which you man, also took the Lobos in that one. Yeah, I did. To, I were, did. Uh, you were confusing me this year. You yeah. took the Lobos, who got drilled, and now you're back on Tech. You must have seen something though. That led you into that New Mexico pick, or else you were, or maybe you were just in a really bad mood that day, which might have been the it case. It was, it was definitely an off day. It was definitely an off day. I mean, so honestly, like, I hadn't seen. So you're just like, we're not doing a consensus. I'm putting a stop to this. I think that's what it was. Nice. All right. I think that's yeah, what I like it was. that. I like that. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying that. to channel my inner Jaffe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. The, the three point shooting for Lede is not an issue. Their shooters, right. he, he's not their shooter. It's okay. Seth Allen, Amad Hill, and right. Justin we'll Bibbs are their guys. We'll see if that climbs up the 40. 42% Taylor, like you expect this year. Okay. I'll keep tracking it. It's my favorite stat of the year. <laughs> Purdue Louisville, let's get on to this game. You guys go ahead and start. Guthrie, what's the line here? The line for it's not I mean, it's we Purdue. don't know yet. Uh we have to look at Kimba and his margin. Okay. Purdue at Our Louisville, expected line. Uh looks like it's going to be seven. Purdue mm-hmm. minus seven. This is at the um center. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Purdue yeah, minus yeah. seven. You mean no, no, Louisville yeah, minus Louisville seven? Minus seven. I, I, yeah, I got it wrong. Louisville minus seven. It's at the M Center. <sighs> that's too many points. I love Louisville, but that's too many points. So you're taking Purdue. I'm taking Purdue. Got three. What What do you like about Purdue? I'm just, I'm just curious what what the oh, what Guthrie's the undecided. Is. I can oh, tell. Guthrie. He's trying, to, he's trying to weigh it out. I am buying time. Sifting. They uh, play good defense. They limit second chances. Uh, especially with an offense like Louisville's where they have a lot of trouble creating in the half court. Mm. Um, I expect Purdue to really force them to work for their half court sets and force them into bad shots, long twos, low percentage shots, contested jumpers, and then make sure they don't get second chances. I mean, Purdue is big. Uh, yeah. and They are very good at defensive rebounding, right. cleaning up the glass. I mean, Isaac Haas... Still there. H-A-A-S, still there. Caleb Swanigan. Caleb Swanigan. I mean, their their front court is great. I mean, they, their front court is is much better than Louisville's. They're going to win the battle of the front court here. Um, it's just a matter of 
the the only thing that you worry about in this game is turnovers. Purdue, Purdue turns the ball over. Yep. They do not. They do not mm-hmm. keep control of the ball very well. At Sounds all. like they're, a great recipe for, their, and, for a press. Yeah, right against the Louisville defense. That's the problem. I'm expecting you pick Purdue to, to I, cover at least. So. I'm I'm picking Purdue with the seven points. I expect them to overcome that. I I agree with you on pretty much every point. It's it's seven points is way too much for this game. It's going to be incredibly tight. I think Louisville relies way too much on crashing the glass. That that is an, an incredible part of their offense. That in in transition off of turnovers. Louisville's going to have a really hard time scoring in the half court. So the question mm-hmm. is, do you think that they're going to be able to turn them enough, turn Purdue over enough to okay, okay. cover yeah. that? Picks, yeah. picks, guys. Come yeah. on. Seven for Purdue. Purdue. Tip off. Purdue. Well, I got bad news for you. Mike Jaffe and I are on the same page of this one. And whenever that happens, it's like a Venn diagram where usually, you know, we have the, our two circles, but when we collide, good things happen. Louisville is going to wreck it's Purdue ro- this game. It's romantic. They're going to wreck did you, it. Did, uh, how much of the the Baylor game did you watch? That was that was a fascinating game. Can we talk about that? I think for Baylor's a really good. I actually do. Yeah. So I watched Baylor and Oregon. All of that and Oregon Oof. is an atrocity. <laughs> of, I mean, I could go on a rant for a long time about Oregon, but I won't. Um, I watched. <laughs> I watched most. I watched the second half. Bits of the second half of that game, mm. which was not in, in favor of Louisville at all. That's where they got they got rolled in the second half. They had yeah. a, they had a halftime lead, a healthy halftime lead. So, I I didn't see Louisville at its best in that game. I saw it at its worst, and I, I still believe they looked incredible in the first fifteen minutes. I mean, with like I don't know five minutes left in the game or in the first half, it was thirty two to ten, something like that. Yeah. I, I I was questioning what was going on with uh, Scott Drew's club. Well, but I mean, stuff happens in the water in tropical places, all right? That's what I tell people. Mm. Incredible turnaround mm. for Baylor. You know what? That should be a... Th- That's why I'm a father. A th- uh, yeah, I know. A theorem of ours. So in Atlantis, things can happen. Maui, things can happen, right? We saw the Villanova-Oklahoma result a year ago, right? That wasn't what the mean was like in the, in the end of the season, so... I mean, for all that we talk about... Maybe the about, Louisville incredible first half was something in the water, or maybe their swoon in the second half was part of the water. We just don't know yet. For all we talk about Louisville being better shooters and having worked on that... And no, they're not. Rebounding, I, they're, no. Not. they're not. If they're not they're playing not. their game, they're not going to... If they're not forcing turnovers and getting, getting to transition the points... They and need to get to the, to the rim. rim. Yeah. They are not going to win. They're not going to do well. They need that. Okay. Simple as that. We're going to see about this game. I'm taking Louisville. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I am, I am excited about it. I be love being game. split. I also love being split. Let's be split again, guys. Um, Rutgers, Miami. I don't know if it's going to happen here, but what do we think? Guthrie, what do we expect the line to be? Uh, Miami is a 15-point favorite at home. Um, I don't know much about Rutgers. That might be too much. Other than that, they're bad. That's a lot of points. Uh, what do you mean they're really? bad? How do you know? They're they haven't undefeated. lost a game. They're undefeated. But you still think they're bad? Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I think you're right. I really do. Um, they should bring back the coach who like got fired for yelling. Oh, and yeah, kicking. Mike Rice? Yeah. I mean, they were better with him. Come yeah. on. Motivation. Everyone needs a little negative a little, a little, feedback. Uh, a little it's like the thrive on that. Use, use the stick, not the horrible. carrot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spare the rod and spoil the power forward is what I've always said. <laughs> so I think I picked Miami last week, and that was a mistake. 
Who did they lose to? Iowa State and Florida. In uh, what what was that tournament mm. that they? I, I forget which one that was. See, I don't know what to think about this Florida team, so I'm gonna throw that result out. I'm still debating about Florida. We oh. actually got a question from one of twenty Virginia Tech fans. What's his name? What's our guy? What's our man? Um, who asked? Ken Pomeroy. He's a Virginia. No, not Ken. <laughs> not Chris Coleman. Uh, the, the other guy, Daniel Langston, mm. asked us if A&M, South Carolina, or Florida will be counted as quality losses when the bubble starts bouncing around in March. I don't know if they'll be quality losses, but they certainly won't be bad losses. Well, South Carolina will be a quality loss. I think I mean, that's a quality team. I think they'll be fine. I think Florida's good. I don't know. I don't know about that A&M team. Mm. Florida's going to look good just because they're playing in the SEC. So they'll lose to Kentucky and they'll beat all the other SEC teams. You know what I love about the SEC? The team that's projected second in the SEC is not even ranked in the preseason. Don't you love that? Mm. I mean, it's God bless America. Okay, back to this matchup. (laughs) I I mean, I I don't have a feel for this game. Do you guys? 15 points is a lot. Can we scratch this? Can we just not? No, I'm taking Miami. Let's, Let's go. Jim Laranega. This is a coin flip game for me. I have no idea. I'll be the first to admit I have no idea about either of these teams. Rutgers does not shoot the ball well. They shoot it pretty terribly. They're the number one ranked offensive rebounding team in the nation. So their entire offense is predicated on getting second chances, crashing the boards. Miami, not an amazing defensive rebounding team. Mm, Good enough. Can they limit shots? They're 19th in the country limiting teams' For effective field goal percentage, I think their defense will stop Rutgers. I think Rutgers will have trouble. Um, I think Miami scores a lot of points here. I'll take them. Is 15 points too high? Maybe, but I'll go out on limb here and take Miami even given 15. Yeah, I, I, I think I think this is going to be a blowout, unfortunately, for the Scarlet Knights. I'm going to take Miami with the points. I'll take Miami too. Is that? And so did Jaffe. It's in Coral Gables. <laughs> There's our first Dude, play the, play the bump. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it going. That's not a uh, game that I don't feel confident in that. I don't know, man. Just listen to listen 15, to that listen you, to that bump. You don't you don't touch lines that are 12 points or above. Really? That's, I was thinking about I was thinking about I the West Virginia minus 30. Did you today. watch? Did you watch? They don't call me Vegas Mike, but they, they call won me. They by like 50. Did you watch your Kentucky Wildcats earlier today? Oh my goodness. They're how good. Bi- how big was that line? They're good. It was. It was like 17. Yeah, and I... W- well, that one, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it was yeah. a double-digit line. <laughs> Should have hammered that. Anyway, while we have time, the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast is sponsored by Three Notched Brewing, named after a colonial-era trail running through central Virginia. Three Notched Brewing develops innovative beers around bold characters that left their mark on American history. Characters like Thomas Jefferson, Jack Jewett, and Patrick Henry. What was that? Three-notched beers can be found at fine grocers everywhere and at their tasting rooms in Charlottesville and Harrisonburg, Virginia. Three-notched brewing, leave your mark. All right, gentlemen, back to the podcast. A big shout-out to our sponsors, though. We love them. We're on a consensus. I think it's time. First of the challenge, I, I right? disagree. No, I do, we like, do we first. all like Wake? We all like Wake, right? Yes, we all like Wake, but... We're recording it too oh, late yeah. to really talk about it more. Did they win? Let's just check. They're winning at halftime by one point. Okay. So it's as good as in the bag. <laughs> en- enough <laughs> of Miami records. We're not going to waste any more time on this. Cyber Monday. Let's go. I got some. 
GPS devices what's I want to pro- buy. What's our Ooh. projected line for Clemson and Nebraska? This is from Little John. Uh-oh, Clemson fans. Yep, Clemson is a nine-point favorite at home. Easy. I'm taking the Tigers. Nebraska is terrible. That's all I have to say. Oh, nine points. They make it so tough. I mean, do they? Virginia Tech beat them on a neutral court by 13. I know you hate transitive property, but I'm, I think that says something. Go ahead. Take Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Take Nebraska. I dare you. Do it. Say something. What? Yeah, yeah I let's, know. <laughs> let's hear. Let's hear it for ten I miles. I, I'm just. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, yeah, okay, ten well, miles. All right, I'll, I'll, I mean, not a bad coach. Not a bad coach. No. Nebraska ball. Your your yeah, fan. Yeah, that's right. How many times have they made the tournament in the last five years? I just. Not not the best coach in the world, but not a bad coach, especially for Nebraska. Um. I think Nebraska's offense is going to have a lot of trouble scoring against uh, Clemson's defense. Not not great shooters. No. Not great shooters. No. The one thing they do well is they uh they don't turn the ball over. That's pretty much it. And then don't they, turn the ball over and they rely on solid defense. And then they miss a lot of shots. Mike Jaffe is laughing at you guys right now. <laughs> He's laughing at you guys. So what is it? It's nine points. Come on. Yep. Stop messing around. Clemson nine minus points. nine. Stop home. messing around. Little John. Come on. I'm going to take Nebraska okay, here just okay. to be the contrarian. Let's okay. go. Too many yeah. points. Guthrie, come on. Nebraska yeah. ball. This, Guthrie, this, is, come this on. is a no-brainer. I'm sorry, Taylor. Yeah. It's, come on, I Guthrie. mean, it's, this is like... We're losing listeners. Come on. Yeah. Join Clemson, us. Clemson. Clemson minus nine. Yeah. Jaffe let's, and I are on Clemson, too. Let's 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 move along. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I don't know how many listeners we lost there, but... <laughs> the best game of the challenge is North Carolina and Indiana from Assembly Hall, one of the best basketball venues in all of the country. It's on my bucket list. I have not visited yet, but I will be there before I die, hopefully. Indiana, North Carolina, projected line. Uh, we have Indiana as a three-point favorite. That's ludicrous. Yeah, is that really what it's going to be? No, sorry. I was going to say, read it wrong it's again. UNC minus three. It's UNC minus three. Gosh, that's still ludicrous. North Carolina is going to wipe the floor with Indiana. Wow. Mark really? my words. Really? Jaffe picked Indiana, but ja- that's Jaffe just being himself. That's him <laughs> just saying, you know, nanny, nanny. Venetian, blah, blah, blah. But listen, um, this is this is a no-brainer, don't you guys think? I kind of hate it when I agree with Luke. And even more when you say it's a no-brainer. That uh, <laughs> I means it's probably wrong. Because so. every game for you is a no-brainer. Uh, but well, I have strong opinions. That's what I, you need in this business. I agree with you. It can't be wishy-washy. I agree I'm, with I'm you. I'm just sorry. I agree with you. I would take North Carolina minus three here. They're too much for Indiana. Indiana turns the ball over way too much. I don't like it. I don't like that look. I, you know what was also a bad uh-huh. look? Can I tell you what else is a bad look? Tell me. Losing to IPFW. Yeah, Fort Wayne. Mm. Yeah. It's a tough loss. A tough, a tough team. Loss. That's going to be a quality loss when they, March They might around. win the Summit League. That's a qual- Yeah. They, they, they might go. end up, they might, they should end up in the That's tournament, a conference actually. winner. That's a quality loss right well, there. They've already lost to strength the Red, of schedule. They've already lost to the Redbirds of Illinois State. Hey, man. The Redbirds. Illinois State is the not, not a bad team either. Man, Guthrie's. 
trying they, to fill in for push, Jaffe right now. They could push uh, Wichita State this year, I think. I just... Oh, all right, do you want to go through the matchup? All right, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's do it, this let's for the it. listeners because this let's is the most it. important game. Let's, let's, this is going to be a, a great game to watch. Yeah, no kidding. Are you and sure? It, we it's, should we, we should uh, look at. The... I think it's going to be wide open. Yeah, I mean they're both going to push the pace. Listen, I said it's it was fantastic. the best game because it was the history, and I feel like the atmosphere is going to be good. You know the colors contrast. I like that. I think that's very important, and I love the venue. good aesthetic appeal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this I think that you're going to. I mean, depending on how how they call the fouls of rebounding, all that kind of stuff, it's going to be the kind of basketball that everyone has talked about for the past couple of years, like free flowing, everything. I mean, they're up both, and down, really? up and down. They're going to push the pace. I really yeah. think there's so. A, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of height in this game. Yeah, <laughs> there's some trees in this game, but but I think there's going to be some banging in the blocks for all of North Carolina's size. Their whole thing is push the pace and overwhelm you with big athletic guys that run the floor. I mean, their front court runs the floor and is yeah, you're right. huge. I mean, yeah, you're right. they're not like it's not Patrick Ewing and I know I Roy know. Hibbert like backing you down and elbowing you in the face, and then you know it's not that. Listen, Indiana is a transition three point shooting team. Right, they're not a transition straight get to the rim team. They like shooting threes in transition. They're trying to, I mean, they're they're Golden State Warrior esque. So high got, praise. That's high praise. I love Blackman. I do. Um, when you got Thomas Bryant, that's their. That's their interior game. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Bryant is their interior game. I just I'll take Hicks and Meeks. I was gonna say I him. see him getting overwhelmed by Hicks and Meeks. I he's a Thomas Bryant has actually looked really, really he, good. He's a great player so far this season. I think he's gonna and get overwhelmed. So the one thing that's interesting about him is he's actually extended his his range. He's shooting threes. So is is Hicks gonna guard him? Like is he gonna be able to get out on the perimeter? Yeah, I think Hicks would guard him. I I, I don't know. I'm actually going to take Indiana. Wow. If This if, is such Hoosiers. a non-Guthrie move. Hoosiers. If Blackman plays, because he is questionable. Okay. He is injured. He Apparently something happened. And, uh, so what you're saying is we should get our imaginary money in now before he before they announce that he's out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, Don't you know I think that the they... Line, I think the line might be adjusted as such. Oh, I'm sure if he's out. Because, because it's, it's a serious yeah. um, question right now. Don't you know that they measured the height and it's ten feet everywhere? Ten feet in North Carolina, ten feet in Indiana. Didn't pretty know sure. That. Didn't know that actually. I just. Do you I, guys want to know the most underlooked stat this year from for a player in college basketball? Sure. Tony Bradley's averaging ten and seven in seventeen minutes. Yeah, and not, all we want to do is all we want to do is join in the Giles and Tatum love fest. Right. That's yeah. all we're waiting to do. No one ever talks about Tony Bradley. He's well, incredible. It's, when it's I say a, it's when I say Thomas Bryant is going to get overwhelmed, it's Thomas. It's not just Thomas Bryant in a matchup with, uh, you know Hicks. It's Bryant matching up against a rotation of Hicks, Meeks, Bradley. I mean that entire front court mm-hmm. is going to be thrown at him, and I mean he is really the linchpin of. Indiana's front court. He is their front court for all intents and purposes. What about what about OG? Yeah, OG. Sure, but he's no kind of love a, for Anuobi. He's uh, over uh, under two fouls at half. Two fouls by halftime. Do we know what kind of coach Tom Green is? Does he fall on the Bayheim oh, we, side or the Bennett side? I do not know off the top of my head. I don't know either. I will say mm. important you note: don't, you don't think Tom Crean hair watch? It's looking a little bit better this season. I feel like past couple seasons, getting slightly less and less like. 1850s preacher. Yeah, man. And uh, he's so been hitting the tanning bed. It bodes no, I, I'm glad well you brought that up, because I was about well. to say the yeah. exact same yeah. thing. Did, did you see it in the, uh, what was it? The No, this was the, before Paradise. 
This right. was yeah, before yeah. Maui. Yeah, yeah. Bef- pre-Maui, Champions Classic, the man was looking dark. Yeah. Really. It was ugh. It was scary, It actually. made me I mean, uncomfortable I, I, to hear you say that. I just, ugh. I went to my personal Twitter and made a comment, and I I feel like I was the only one who noticed, except for Guthrie, thank God. Um, I'm just looking at his hair. It's getting better. It's much better than 2013 Tom Crean. I'll give mm. you that. Who is Tom Tr- Crean's doppelganger? That's a great question because there's a lot of answers. Go. I don't know. I feel like I have thrown out something in the past, but I do not know. Wasn't there? Wasn't there? Um, well, I'll tell you what. There's a college basketball coach who looks quite like Tom Green. Uh, and a pretty prominent one too. Oh, okay. So he's thinking of someone very specific. Yeah. Mm. Glasses, dark hair. Greg Marshall. I'm not going to lead you on. Yeah. Oh, really? I can see it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's there. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say Leonard Hamilton. I was actually thinking of Tim but Miles. Close. I don't think. I mean. Listen, I've Googled this know. before. All right, so North I've Carolina. Googled Tom Green doppelganger. North Carolina minus three is the best. Is the uh, is the best pick here? Yeah, Taylor and I are in, yeah, agreement. You guys are in agreement. We're split. I'm, Taylor, I'm with Jaffe. Is which... this the first time Guthrie and Jaffe have been on the side, and T- Taylor and I have? No, on a no. specific game. No, we. It we, happens we, every we, week, and you yeah, say this is let's the first see. time. Last week, last week, it, it did not. It has not gone well. I will say that much. <laughs> it's all the worst qualities of myself and all the worst qualities of Luke oh, combined yes, into one yes. person. The Stanford Miami game last week. Okay. I was like, I, I like I like the cut of your jib, Mr. Jaffe. I will take Stanford. Miami proceeded to win by like twenty. It was it was not close. We need to start tracking this stuff, okay? Oh, because, it's it's all in the yeah, spreadsheet. Yeah, we need to do some no, metrics here. No, no, I know, but Wait, so you're saying we when need Luke to, and I we agree, need to do more Venn right. diagrams because when Jaffe and I, I've been doing a Venn diagram with oh, Jaffe I and I, I because see. it's so rare when he and I, because he usually has a crazy angle and I usually don't agree with it, but when we collide. That's when good things happen. Mm, so we need to do this with every one of us. This well, could yeah, we can, be very we can, influential. We can pull up. Some, we can put some diagrams together. And I'll also make, say make some analysis our three, our three to ones have been incredible. This it's year. called Ken Palm. Get him on here. Our three to one majorities are winning at about seventy five percent at least. They are actually. So they're they're doing really well. So let's uh, consensus picks still over. No, that's not completely true. We all like to North Carolina over Wisconsin, but we could not. That was mm. in the moment. We couldn't record it. So we're kind of one for one. Okay. I mean, one and one. So sorry. in this game, let's assume Blackman plays. Who, I will take Indiana. How do you see him? How do you see UNC trying to guard him? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I guess. Is, is North Pinson, Carolina is a, a is vastly Pinson's? improved team defensively yeah, from the yeah. last two years. Now, they got better they're, last year. I'll give good. them credit. Last year, they, they made a step. I think they've made a leap this year. I know that you don't put much... Uh, stock in this kind of stuff, but they're the seventh ranked defensive efficiency team in the nation right now. No, I do put stock UNC. in UNC. I do, because they played real teams. They have. Yeah, I mean, they beat Oklahoma State by 30. Oklahoma State is not bad. They played Wisconsin, who's not bad. I think, I mean, this is another thing where, another game with, I feel like we've had this kind of dichotomy a couple times already today, but Indiana, their offensive rebounding is very strong. So is North Carolina's. I mean, but Indiana has the third Listen, best offensive rebounding. Can I tell you one thing I've learned, whether I like it or not, o- over my years? Right. You're not going to beat North Carolina on the glass. Yeah. I mean, I, this is one of those things where I think You're I'm not willing to it. forgive that. Yeah. Especially in a game like this, I think they're going to show up and they're going to 
rebound their front court. Is I feel more confident about the rebounding in margin like in this game yeah. for North Carolina than I do on the point spread. And I, I mean, I don't even like North Carolina. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing personally. I mean, I think they're good. Yeah, I, I, I think that is one of the biggest concerns. If I, if I were Tom Crean going to this game, is the front court like we've talked about? I mean, if Thomas Bryant gets, you know. A couple fouls in the first half. If there's one of him, there's three of Carolina. Right. They're just yeah, so incredibly deep with their big men. Yeah. So either Bryant's going to have to be tentative and North Carolina's going to eat it up, or he's going to be aggressive and have two fouls by halftime at least. Yeah. It is a concern. I like your Indiana corner, though. You hang out there with Mike Jaffe. <laughs> Taylor and I will go with North Carolina, and that is that on the game, the marquee game of the tournament, because, they, I mean, the gerrymandering happened. It did, right? Who's the second best team in the Big Ten? Purdue? Well, I, mean, Wisconsin, I think it's between Wisconsin and Indiana oh. for top two, right? Oh, yeah. I, th- I would say Wisconsin is the second best team. Purdue third. Indiana. Actually, I think, I mean, it, And you yeah. don't think there's gerrymandering? Well, I also think on. before the season, nobody expected Indiana to be this good. I think if you had asked people before the season, they would have said Wisconsin will be the best team. Indiana might be the Maybe the second best team, but maybe the third or fourth best team. I think they're overperforming. I think they're outperforming expectations right now. At least from my expectations. Yeah. We all agree the ACC is better, though. It, it, it's clear cut. Right. Yeah. I don't, Gerrymandering is what loses us for the ACC, and those cellar dwellers just laying eggs. Yeah. Fair enough. I think, I think the ACC is going to win nine games. That's my prediction for this challenge. They're going to win nine games. They're going to break the streak. We'll do that real quick at the end, okay? Because I haven't. Oh. Gone, I've, I've only done spread, but yeah, I like okay. that. We'll, we have one more that. game to pick. Oh, we do, what we do? It's Virginia and Ohio State. Oh, of course. And our expected line is? What? 11? Uh, mm, sorry. Flustered. That's, He's flustered. I got it. I got us. I got your back. His color projected, is rising projected, in his cheeks. Projected line. There's a twinkle in his eye. UVA minus nine at home. Oh, <laughs> I mean, all right. Yeah, you guys go Is ahead. it a no-brainer? Is this a no-brainer? I mean, I had, a good, I had a good week last week, guys. Yeah, yeah, you did. You had a really good week. All right, I have Virginia thoughts. Can I give them to you? Hit me. Because this is what I do Hit for me. a living. The story of the young season is the tops in three-point shooting, okay? Because it's a real thing. He's 47% now. That's been one of the most impactful differences in this squad from last year. He's picking up slack. I never thought he'd ever get to a 47% mark, and that's a, a decent sample size, 17 attempts. That's real. Wilkins, although he's not scoring a ton, is creating when he gets post-touches. He's not necessarily attacking, and if you watch film on Wilkins, when he gets post-touches... He's not necessarily attacking, but he has such good vision and such good passing that he's finding the outside perimeter players, which is where Virginia's strength really lies, is in three-point shooting. Can we agree on that? They're one of the best three-point... Right. I think they will end up... They're not there yet, but I think they'll end up as one of the best three-point shooting teams of the country because I think Parentes will regress upwards. Not regress, sorry. Um, He'll trend upwards because mm. he's only at about 37% right now. Yeah. Um. Newsflash, Kyle Guy is shooting 70% from three. Just thought I'd mention that. We need to have a big discussion about whether it's a man bun or a top knot. And It's coming at a later date. Mamadou Diakite <laughs> is, is shooting threes as well. 
Yeah. Besides yeah, from the true. hunks, um, the Bruise Brothers, as they're called, and in the low post, I mean, everybody Jared on this Reuter. team. Everybody on this team could shoot threes. Jared Reuter. Love Jared Reuter. So oh, that's my Virginia man. angle. Wilkins. Heir to in the, the Reuters post. news fortune. Yeah. And Thompson's the story of the season so far, I think. That's been the, I mean, he might not get the headlines because everybody wants to talk about Diakite and his ceiling, which he probably doesn't have a ceiling. He might not have a ceiling. Can we agree on that? For he this might season, not have a he ceiling. might not have a ceiling, he might not have a ceiling at all. Dude, he's got, he's got a glass ceiling, glass ceiling that he's going to break. Either he has no mm. ceiling or the it's ceiling is that, in heaven. I, wrong delivery, metaphor. Delivery. You applied the wrong metaphor, but okay. I see it. Okay. The number, I thought it was where the delivery They're the was number terrible. one ranked Kim Palm team in the country, and it's not close anymore. I mean, Louisville was lingering, but it's not close anymore, right, Taylor? In defensive. I don't know how close they are, but yes, they're, yeah. 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 They're miles ahead of the 2015 defense. I mean, God bless Anthony Gill and Mike Toby, but they didn't blow up screens like these really? current bigs do. Yeah. I mean, I mean that from. Deep in my heart. God bless God you, bless. Toby. Taylor, I thought you wanted to talk basketball. Yeah, what, what are you doing over there? I do. Yeah, talk about the ball screen blowing up. Defense. I'm trying to rack my brain for a way to come up with a uh, case for Ohio State in this game. <laughs> can I tell you what? I'm shocked. Can, can I tell you what? Because I thought this team was in trouble when Nichols was, I did too. was, I did was too. exiled. But they looked really good. I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked at the product over the course of the past two games, which was in a tropical tournament, so you can't Take it to heart, of course, mm. but I'm surprised. I did not expect this at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of amazing that we're in November and we're talking about just where the Virginia defense is at. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, at an incredible high, incredibly it, high level, it's, and you it's, and I would know more than anybody else. It's we really watch this team yeah, it's all the really time. amazing. Uh, just just how you know comfortable everyone is in their roles. Uh, I mean, the block party. Between Wilkins and Diakite at times, and the rotations when you know the, the, when switches are necessary on defense and extending the D really like I, I think was very evident in the Providence game, and that like that was that was very important because they were getting more and more comfortable shooting, you know, settling yeah. for long shots that were actually going in. So extending the defense was necessary. And when you have and when you have good three point shooters. You're going to score. I mean, yeah. you're going to find ways to score. Now, Louisville is a team who could go on a five-minute drought, and I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be floored if Louisville went on a five-minute drought. But if you have really elite three-point shooters, which Virginia has two, then I don't care if a team is all in your face. Eventually, you're going to you're gonna hit a shot in somebody's face. So, But at that being said, this is not about Virginia. This is about Ohio State being an an undisciplined team who has loads of talent and potential, but I don't think they're tremendously coached. And I know Thad Ooh. Mata gets a lot of love, Ooh. but I mean, congratulations. You took a Greg Oden, Oden team to a national championship. Well, let me, let me make this case. In. Okay. I think Virginia is the much better team here. If you're looking at it and you're trying to make a case for Ohio state uh, with those, with the points that you're getting, that's going to be a big part of it. You're going to say Virginia, of course, is going to run their offense very slowly. It's mm-hmm. going to keep the game somewhat in check. Mm-hmm. And the Ohio State defense, which is a very – they have a very good defense so far this year, is going to li- limit um, – they're not going to let Virginia get to the line, which Virginia does not get to the line. They're going to force and them Virginia into- is a bad free-throw shooting team right now. Right. They're, yeah. they're very yeah. bad. They're like low end of the country bad. 
and they're they're not gonna let uh they're not gonna let Virginia get easy looks. You know, they're gonna make them work the entire shot clock and which Virginia is fine to do, and they're gonna make them take a shot that is difficult and limit them in that way. And then on offense, um, they really have to avoid turning the ball over. They that is their Achilles heel in defense. They're not mm-hmm. One of the worst in the nation, but they are not a good team by turnover percentage. Yeah, um, they're, right. they're bad. Do you think? Do you think they'll be ready for the post trap? I mean, I, I'd say it doesn't seem like everybody. Everyone knows it's coming. The only team yeah. who can defeat it, who's been proven to defeat it, has been North Carolina. Yeah, North Roy, Roy has it figured out. But so, so do you think? Do you think they'll be ready for the post trap? Do you think Mark Loving or or Trevor Thompson. Trevor Thompson, no. We'll, we'll I mean, have we'll have the the passing ability. The I also vision. like how you're so, going to the players. You're not even mentioning Modded. Like, there's no way he's figuring it out. Well, I, <laughs> just, I, I just, just also figuring like, it out. I think it's important to look at you know in this situation of post drive, you can look at how good of passers those guys are. Mm. And I will say that Mark Loving has one of the highest turnover rates on their team. Mm. And Trevor Thompson doesn't, but it's not good. It's not like he keeps control of the ball very well. So. That doesn't inspire confidence. There's one other factor you're forgetting, venue. You're forgetting right. venue in this. Virginia hasn't lost a non-con game since Wisconsin in 2013. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oof. I think Virginia's and Frank Kaminsky was a superior team. team in this position. I'm trying to work through a case that you could make for taking Ohio State. I mean, I still think I would have to take Virginia even giving those points. Ohio State is a good team. It, they have talent. It's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a huge, huge blowout, but I would still take Virginia. I will also take UVA. I will too, and that's a 3-1 to one majority. Thank you very does, much, Mike Jaffe, does, just for being a contrarian. Oh, yeah. did, did he take Ohio State? Yeah, just as a nanny, nanny, boo, boo to you. Oh, classic. Yeah. Just, okay. So I think that's it, guys. Who do we see winning the challenge overall? But yeah, let's talk about that. Let's, let's run that real uh, yeah, quick. Yeah, so I already, already mentioned I have ACC winning nine games. Uh, I honestly, yeah, I think it could be ten. I, I think I, I think it's going to be can, back, can we back just, in the ACC. I think side. every year we say to one another, "Oh, the ACC is going to dominate the challenge this year." Yeah, well, that's and because then of course of the past three years. Jer- okay, I know this like gerrymandering thing, but to some extent, forget about that. I just you know. I, well, I'm the. I think I've originated this gerrymandering theory. <laughs> So we can own that here on this podcast. Okay. And and Jay Williams might be talking about it um, tomorrow. Just you wait. I mean, I also think they set this, I think, just on a larger scale, TV plays a lot. TV ratings play a lot more into it than maybe just trying to get, you know, trying to get one team better. Yeah, they try to make them competitive for good TV. I honestly don't have a Sometimes. problem with that. Yeah. Sometimes. Right? Yeah, sometimes. But should, they also, Vir- should Virginia be playing Ohio State? Yeah, I, I mean that seems that's a that's a pretty good argument for this right. this gerrymandering theory. But it's it, for the sorry, second it's not year gonna, in a row, it's not always yeah. going to work out perfectly. If you know every single that that is mystifying. I, I would like to see how that happens. They also set these schedules back what in. Okay, listen. late spring, early summer. So that's why you see you know Duke, teams Mi- that they Duke expect Michigan to be State is defensible. Yeah. Right. So right. they get the top ones right. Indiana, Carolina is good. Yeah. I think Purdue, Louisville is going to be Wisconsin, a great Syracuse game. is good. Right. Yeah. 
Oh, so you, I mean, you would expect it to see UVA Wisconsin instead of Syracuse. Uh, yeah, but I'm not going to gripe about it. Right. Yeah, you can't. But, I mean, I guess it gets it gets skewed in the lower right. half. It really gets skewed in the lower half. I mean, to some extent, though, they don't Rutgers match up Miami. perfectly. Like home teams, Big Ten, lower half. Yeah. yeah. The home home court makes a huge difference in this sort of thing, especially for some just, of those lower half we just teams. cut out the bottom half? We should do 10 teams. <laughs> Right, the real yeah. We already cut out. <laughs> we already cut out one yeah. from the ACC. Oh gosh, God bless them. Oh, are, um, are we <laughs> going to pick Boston College playing Dartmouth as the addendum, the appendix to the uh, Big Ten ACC? We have we have the line. Can that as be the tiebreaker? <laughs> that is eight? that should be it's the tiebreaker. That is a great idea. A great tiebreaker. Every single year, Boston College, and it, I'm not saying sorry, Eagles fans. I'm not saying it'll I think always be they, Boston. They College. played in it last There's year. There's none right? left. Don't yeah. worry, Jailer. You're not offending. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's I like that. We got idea. a lot of people up in Chestnut Hill that listen to us. I know, yeah, man. They send us mail. Not this year, though. Um, they might have finally. It's tough. It's they tough. might have finally hey. hit the breaking point. You know, I think isn't Boston College favored by eight points against Dartmouth? They are. What? <laughs> I mean, all right, guys. All right, all right. I'm taking Boston College in that Fair game enough. just because. Let's go. I had to close with the billest moment of the week, and you guys can talk about Bill Walton also because he had some moments. Did you guys watch the Wisconsin-Georgetown game? I did not. Taylor? Yeah. You did. Mute. It was slipping away from Georgetown, and uh, Iverson got fouled going to the rim in transition, and Billis reviewed it and said, that's not a flagrant one. And the the rest were reviewing it, of course, for the flagrant one. He's like, that's not a flagrant one. And I actually dictated this out. I actually, word for word, his hand is up by the ball. They can't call a flagrant one. If they have, then we've lost all perspective on the game. That's an actual quote. And um, he followed it up by saying this. If that's not going for the ball, then there's no such thing. Shulman tried to calm him down. One of the one of the guys. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Shulman, one, of, one of the ball. I think it was Shulman. play-by-play guys. Yeah. And then <laughs> I mean, have, God bless all those guys who, you know, are... All those ball Taylor, guys. Do yeah. you remember this? The Much refs respect. came over after that from Billis. And they gave him the verdict, which was flagrant one. And he took off his headset in disbelief and gave one of the, the most incredible expressions I've seen. And then right when the, the official turned his back, he started slamming him. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> I mean, he cares about the game. I respect that. Here's what he said, quote, that's uh, just a bad call. No, in fact, it's a horrible call. And it's embarrassing. No, I added, mm. I added the embarrassing, but that was my Billis moment of the week. <laughs> he was great in that Carolina game. And then Bill Walton is back oh. in full force. Love Bill Walton. Talking about the spirit of Davy Crockett. Got to get Bill Walton on the podcast at some point. He also talked about watching whales with Jay Billis in the morning in Maui. Peaceful. That's a conversation I'd like to be a part of. Yes, I'd like absolutely. to be a fly on the wall on that. And he talked about the pipeline in North Dakota. <laughs> So with that said, that's I mean, a, Bill Walton is using his platform for the issues, and I I think that's a great thing. A conference of champions. Anyway, uh, that's enough. We've gone we've gone well over our time, but you can check us out, tw- Taylor, on Twitter. That's at, right at ACCBballDegens. Uh, you can email us at the same name ACCBballDegens at gmail Find us on iTunes. Please subscribe and leave us a review and tell a friend and all that good stuff. All right, we'll see you next week.